How's it going, guys? We're back in studio. We had actually had a great conversation. We talked more about like being a franchise owner, money of being a franchise, and everything like that. Learning more about what it takes to be a business owner. Uh, we got a little bit into sports, and we had actually crazy picks this week, I think. And you actually be surprised who's going to be in first. So, uh, Cam, take us right into it. Oh, it's good to be back. I didn't think you had it in you. All right, what's the plan? Want me to speak? When I point you, yeah. Mike, 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 Mike. Guess what time it is? It's Odd Pod. It's time for the Odd Pod. So, so what up? So we missed last week. Um, I had to go get a Christmas tree and all that. That was the only time I was available to actually go do it. So not really available. I had to cancel on something. So, and Mike, Mike, it was injured here, injured his shoulder while dealing with the dream of his CEO house. So that is not why I didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to make a better excuse so it didn't sound this way. <laughs> yeah. Gage also didn't want to make it either, okay? You Yeah, I chose not to be here. Yeah. But you know, but but <laughs> we have only three of us today. We have Gage, Mike, and myself. Zach isn't gonna be here today. He is Jamaica man. In <laughs> Jamaica man living the dream. He sent us a picture on the beach drinking a cocktail, it looks like, so screw him. Like, you <laughs> know what? What a I don't like that's, he's just trying to like brag to us that he's in Jamaica right now. Yeah, I know. He's really, really flexing with that one picture that he sent us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Um, hmm. Yeah, better not see any like more posts. Okay, he's like, oh, having a great time <laughs> eating Jamaican pizza here. All like, right. I'll fly there and beat him up. So he better be doing some research for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He better. Man, he should. He should actually figure out pizzas for Wacky Pizza. So we try to make it. Yeah, we already demoted him to the couch, but there's no more demotion <laughs> yeah. after that. I mean, we could put him in a corner, but oh gosh, yes. So I think last week or last time we talked, we wanted to talk more about like toppings and everything like that. Did you still want to like cover that more, like the beef, the pork, sausage stuff well, like that? We'll try to get some information, but it's kind of been a crazy week. So, um, you know, not being able to cook at home or you know do dishes. I'm doing dishes in my bathroom. Live in the dream. Hey, I have if you two ever sinks to, in my bathroom. You ever, you know, and one is for dish, you know, like cleaning the dishes, and the other one is for rinsing them. And it's like, it's really sad, really sad. But okay, I'm gonna quit crying now. That's all I'm gonna do. Yeah, That's it, the only crying I'm gonna do about the house. It's yeah. not bad. Yeah, it's you bad. you all want to know what it's like to be a CEO? You you buy a house and then have to remodel everything in the house. Well, the bad thing is I'm not. I don't do that. <laughs> it is clear too. <laughs> oh yes, it is. It's terrible. Oh God, yes, it is. It is terrible. But, but is there any like nothing with toppings or anything like that you wanted? Like you well, wanted to cover a little bit about. Well, it. what I wanted to talk about was, um, you know, when it comes to the quality of products, and this kind of goes with a lot of different products. Um, is you see the product as at the end at the end of it, you know, yeah. it's. It's like you can buy two different kinds of ranch, and one has 48 ingredients, and one has five ingredients, you know, and you don't really see that on the inside of things. On the end is an E-N-D, not in, you know? Right. Yeah. So, um, and so I was going to talk a little bit about how the pepperoni or how the pizza industry kind of does that. Like in pepperoni, there is, uh, you know, in the ingredients list, there's like beef, comma, pork. There's beef and pork. 
Uh, there's pork comma beef and pork and beef and then um, things like that. And that, that's kind of what I wanted to cover, but I, I really didn't get the information that I wanted to get. No. But, um, you know, even like with Canadian bacon and uh, just, just different things. And it's, it's really kind of fun. Um, I just want to be right when I give that information and not be more off the cuff. Yeah. So I gave you kind of a, a taster. How's yeah, that? A teaser. You're, you're teasing yeah, us a little, little teaser. bit. So, so I actually wanted to cover more about like like being an owner or being a franchise a little bit more because we always give you crap about being the CEO and we always like – it's kind of like every – I feel like – I mean I'm 24 years old. So every time I like tell people or anything like that, I try not to tell people that I own a business or anything like that because mm-hmm. their instant thought is, oh, okay, this guy's got money, yo. Where's the free <laughs> pizza at, yo? Like all that. And in reality, there, it, it, you don't – as a franchise owner, you don't get any money. Like you are minimal. Like you basically like whatever's left over, you maybe take a small portion off of that. Whatever's left over after paying everyone, paying yourself. So I kind of wanted to talk more about that. And how did, how did you handle it from when you first started? Because it's not like your, like your first store. How did you handle like spending time or maybe not being able to pay yourself or anything like that? How did you go through that? Well, there's been a roller coaster as far as that goes. But when I first started, or, you know, when you're younger and you think, oh, it's got to be like the coolest thing in the world to write your own check. Like, you know, I'm going to, I going to pay myself today, you know? And so when you fast forward a little bit and you start actually doing that, it's so painful. It's like the most painful thing to do. And it sounds silly from the outside in when you're like, you mean it's hard to pay yourself. And because you work so hard and trying to build that cushion or, you know, if something goes wrong, because as you know, when you first started, it's like I had a make line go down and oh my God, I was having issues with the oven and you had a variety of issues. Yeah. The walk-in when the ice storm yeah, hit ice storm, or, and the heat, heat storm. Yeah. And, um, it makes it difficult. It makes it really difficult. Um, and so w- when you go through those bumps, you, it starts kind of like you don't want to spend any money. You want to make sure you have a cushion. So if something goes wrong, if your oven breaks, you're dead in the water. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Just dead in the water. And so it's like, okay, so what's worst case scenario is where your brain starts going. So worst case scenario, if I come here today and my walk-in's toast and I got to buy all new product, you know, that's like, what, $7,000 or $5,000 right around there to replenish everything you have in the walk-in. And that's just to get you enough for your next order because what you do every time you order, you're always ordering a little over of what you need, especially if things like... Maybe you go a lot of Canadian bacon this week or something like that. Maybe they did a lot of this, a lot of this. You always want to have a little extra, a little wiggle room because you don't want to be the place to be like, yeah, sorry, we're out of pepperoni. We can't really actually do any more pepperoni. Yeah, like, they, people think that's silly. But yeah. you're right, though. But at the same time, you just don't want what they call dead money, which is yeah. just stuff that sits on the shelf. So mm. having an extra case of something that doesn't expire just yeah. sitting there or having you know four extra cases of uh, something that you really only use one case a month of, you know, those types of things you don't want to have. But it, so it's a balance because yeah. like we've dealt here with the pandemic, um, we're having a hard time getting boxes, you know? And so really, I would have loved to have, a, you know, a ton of boxes on my shelf at the beginning of this thing. Cause like right now yeah. we've been struggling. Yeah. And I mean, 16 inch boxes we have been struggling I think it's been like a month now that we haven't really been getting them in like we've been able to get like enough boxes here there to like make it work but it's like it's almost like when you're like penny pinching because you don't have a lot lot of money so you're like oh can I like at this point you're like okay like this high school lunch rushes I usually use about like 10 
boxes every morning with the extra larges. And so lately I've been having to be like, okay, I'm starting to get low on this pizza. Let me throw another one in. I'm not using them. I'm not having them pre-ready. Yeah. I have to like put them <laughs> in and not be as prepared as I want to be, but I don't want to waste these boxes or anything like that. Cause it's not like you can reuse them. Mm-hmm. Like once you put some in there, it's the can't reuse them. So yeah, it's like I said, you know, when you, so when you go back, when you first start, yeah, you kind of go through that, which you've gone through now. Oh yeah. So now you're like, oh, okay, I've got a little bit of a cushion inside the account. Um, and then once you get that cushion, then you realize how fast you can lose the cushion. And so it's kind of an ongoing, you know, as you step up, yeah. you know, and as you get more successful and you start growing your business and things like that, then you start realizing, okay, so I'm, I'm okay to take a little bit more. But when we first started the business back there, you know, I was living with my mom, you know, Sam was living with my mom and we shared one car. <laughs> we had a 87 Ford Tempo that was like nine shades of red. You know, like the hood was, you know, faded. The, the, <laughs> exactly one of the about. seats in in the interior was like purple. The <laughs> other seat was like, I don't know, tomato red. And uh, I mean, so it was like pink and I mean, so many different colors. Um, and, you know, we, that's how we did it. And I mean, I remember the very first amount of money that I got was about three months in, um, both Sam and I took $300. And so, um, you know, and at that point I had a family, you know, it was a family of five. Um, Sam was single at that point. And, um, and so he only had to take care of himself. Um, but it doesn't matter. You know, <laughs> it's like you, you don't get paid. It, it just actually, and you're working seven days a week. We worked open and close for got a year and three months before we started kind of like sitting back a little bit and um but that's what it took to get that ball rolling and uh it's tough but once it starts rolling and you can continue to to work on it you know that's it's good and and like another aspect of it it's like it's like whatever you can it's like i look at as in like it's almost disappointing how little you can pay yourself and everything like that because it's like wow you, it, you almost feel like you're devaluing yourself and stuff like that because i'll tell you what as a store manager as an employee you make way more than a franchise owner does promise you that like and especially if like really? if he, if they only have one store or anything like that like that's gonna that's that's the struggle and another question i wanted to ask that i i heard a little bit after that uh but it's gonna it's, you have to find a value like this value you could be paying yourself a thousand dollars a month and you're like oh is my value for a month a thousand dollars really like is that how like i mean i've put in my blood sweat and tears and that's like all you can pay so it's it's like like demoralizing a little bit that it's like oh really like like especially since you've had to go through from being at zero to like i mean i bought the store with a name and everything like that with a brand and you started it from nothing so it's like after what three months in you paid three hundred dollars to yourself so it's like man Am I really worth just three hundred dollars? Do like is that what you ever like thought? Or? I never, never even crossed my mind. It never, I never tried to calculate. And we've talked about this a lot, you and I, as far as like you don't want to calculate. Success is not gauged on a um, time clock. Yeah. No offense, gauge. It's a different kind <laughs> of no gauge. No problem. No problem. Um, but uh, you just can't get caught up in that stuff because everything you put into it is a multiplier. So when you work hard, I always say you won't feel any success with for three months, whatever you do. So like, let's say, just use an example, January 1st, January, February, March, April. So April 1st, you'll feel whatever work you put into January 1st. You won't get it any earlier than that. And you may get small victories here and there, but for the most part, it's all about the trajectory of what you're trying to accomplish. And so you, all the hard work you put into a store 
is a kind of an, an residual mindset. You know, you're not looking for an instant thing. Like that's why a lot of companies have a hard time with marketing because they go, oh, I just spent, you know, $1,500 on an ad and I didn't really get it. And it's like, well, no, you don't make money off an ad because $1,500, that's that's physical money. That's cash. That's like profit money. That's like $7,000 in sales or $6,000 in sales. Yeah. And I'm using, of course, general numbers. But you can't look at it like that because you never get your money out of advertising unless you look at it long term. And that's like all these successful companies that you see on the TV and the radio and you hear about them all mm -hmm. the time. That creates that ball and it moves it a lot faster you just don't um can't overthink that so you're saying the employees make more money but that's just because it's like the first 10 years of owning the store right like eventually i mean eventually you, you probably do at some like, point but like 10 years or something like that it starts paying off let's think of everyone's ultimate goal really when you own a place it's the slowly step away because that's what you're right. always going to want to do. Everyone at some point wants to retire and stuff like that. So your whole goal is to slowly step away. So you're slowly going to step away, which then you pay yourself less money, and you have to pay them more money because now you're relying on those people to be there. Right. So, and that's what everyone's goal. It's like my goal is to open multiple stores. Well, I can't always be at this store. I can't always be at this at next store and stuff like that. So I'm going to like – and. So employees definitely do make more money when it comes down to it. And I love the fact that, like, employees think opposite of it. Like, right, yeah. And it's – especially, like, delivery drivers and stuff like that. Like, I think when I was a store manager, I was making, like, $16 an hour. Really good money. And I had a delivery driver. Like, I was, like, excited that I made, like, $10 in tips inside. Stoked. Like, because it was, like, a slow night and I was <laughs> shocked. And then the driver was like, well, does it even matter? Don't you make more money than, like, us? I was like, oh, you really think I make more money than you, huh? And so I did the math of like the tips that they make at the end of the night, their dollar per delivery, their wage and delivery drivers. You're looking at like $20, $20. Like you're making, making as much as like an, like a apprentice electrician at that point. Probably. So, yeah. So you're making like $20 an hour. If you think about it now, there's no wear and tear on a vehicle or anything like that. And there's gas, but for the most part there, there's, but that they definitely make more money than like a franchise owner and stuff like that. So. I think that's one thing you have to look at though. And this is, this is where it gets lost a lot because I think a lot of people that aren't in business, you look at the perks of business, the luxuries that you get as an owner, um, whether it be, you know, you are the face of this company that you are in or created or whatever. And you get, a you know, the perks are like, you know, you get to go to, you get to do charity work. You get to do it's a lot of stuff promotions and marketing and you get to be a piece of a community at a, at a different level yeah. and there's a lot of value in that as a human being as well as um somebody in a community and so how do you how do you quantify that you know as far as finances go um because for me if we used to do a lot of donations a lot of you know help in the community like we helped i mean, helped build a skate park in amity you know, we help pour a lot of the cement. Now, I don't make anything off of that, but it's so neat to be involved with stuff like that. Yeah. And you start stacking that stuff up too, and then you become a part of a community. And that's, but as far as like your finance and how much you get paid and how you look at that and think, oh my God, if I was to just be this, the problem with that is, is what's your ceiling look like? Because like, when you continue to grow your store and you get busier and busier and you start, um, the margins get better. You know, because when you get to a certain level in sales, um, I'll back up a little bit. On your first pizza, you make no money. On your second pizza is, you, you that's where you make your profit. Yeah. Your first pizza pays all the bills. Second pizza is where you make your profit. Well, 
it's the same thing as you get busier and busier and busier and you have to add more employees and you have to have all this stuff what is happening is the amount of first pizzas and the amount of second pizzas grows over time so that's where you start making your money yeah. but you should be paid more businesses do this whole return on investment is three years it's kind of an easy number to do yeah um you took a rolling start in canby here yeah. And so you were already had a lot of that momentum. So you should be able to take it, make it a rocket ship here in the next year or so, you know. And then once you do that, you're going to be in a whole different bracket of finances. And then the government's going to go, hey, I see you finally are able to pay yourself more than $150 a, a month. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Texas. How you doing? <laughs> you know, which is going to be the next level. You're going to be like, oh, my goodness, what the heck? How is that? What what do they do? They think I'm rich. Yeah, you know. So you go from your employees thinking you're rich to the government thinking you're rich, and uh, everybody in the community yeah. thinking you're rich. And it's just it's really you got to love it. You have to love it. Yeah, I feel like a lot of things are like the perks and everything like that that mm. you just talk about. It's kind of like like state employees where you don't really get paid very well, but you get the benefits that are really well. Right. So it's like it's basically the perks are like the benefits. Like okay, yes, I get to like go out into the community and stuff like which I love the fact like I love giving Peyton Pritchard. Peyton Pritchard. Yes, I went and like did like I remember when I did the the lunch special stuff like that. He still hasn't responded to me on Instagram. I tried to get him to like baby video call. He's very busy though. He's never he's nothing used to. He's, he's very busy. Yeah, but no, it's just it's nothing like it's the the donating thing is like the best part about it. Like I had like this guy come and he wanted gift certificates for like gift bags for the like Canby School District or something like that. They're giving out. I don't remember exactly what they were giving out. Teachers or families and stuff like that. It was, but he was like, oh yeah, we might have like five or six and I was like so what do you want and he's like oh maybe like maybe just like one gift certificate each and I'm like nah let's give him a full like, like two I gave him two gift certificates each bag and then I gave him a free cheesy garlic bread card for the like you want to make sure that like they come in and like are excited about it so but that's you know I just I feel like we've never really talked more about like the franchising stuff about yeah. it so but I did hear this one thing I wanted to, to ask you if this is what you think uh, I heard that it's not like I heard. Uh, so somebody said that it's like you never really make good money unless you have multiple stores if you're in a franchise. Do you believe that or not? No. No? Not at all? Mm -mm. No, I don't believe it at all. There's a lot of people out there that only own one location. It's yeah. true. And uh, the thing about it is it's, it's are you running good numbers? And as far as that means, it's are you running a, a, a very good store? And that means... Uh, um, is your labor down, your, your food cost down? Because you have the fixed cost, which is rent, everything else like that. Yeah. But your variable costs are your labor, your food, and um, your marketing or your advertising, you know? And if you got a good hold on that and you're maximizing your efforts in the community, a lot of that stuff, a lot of those costs go down. Yeah. And uh, not a lot. I mean, I said, I said there's three, and I'm saying there's a lot. But what I mean is, as a whole, as you get busier, more employees are able to accomplish more things, which means you make more money off of each, you know, employee as far as that goes. Yeah. You can pay them a little bit better. You can treat them a lot nicer because, you know, it's just there's a lot of different things you can do to take care of people in every aspect of your business. And so, no, one store? No, you can do extremely well with one store. I know people that own one store in a very small community and do exceptionally well. Yeah. So, no, I don't... Uh, I think it's more difficult when you have multiple stores because you divide your time and you have to have a really good team to do that. And thankfully, we had a really good team. And that team is now a lot of our franchisees. Yeah. 
So you know. did you ever think about like that you were just going to hire like franchisee or, or so when somebody comes to you like wanting to buy a store, do you ever like do you turn them away or do you like think about it or how do you do it? Like if I came in and I was just like a nobody and I'd be like, yeah, I want to I want this store. What would you how would how do you like look at that? What if I came in and was like, hey, Mike, I want to open up an Oddmos. I hope you say no to him. Right. Like as fast as possible. I'm, like don't even think about it's it. It's just for the listeners. <laughs> well, I, I can't listeners. tell him that he can't own a store unless he grows a real beard. It's under the But sauce. I look at you and I'm like, whoa, he's got a better beard than you. Dangerous face. No, I think it comes to, you know, I saw in there. I saw an opera I had an opportunity to watch you when you weren't making that much money and you were just running stores and I'm gonna back up to a story that um, you know people talk to me like well supervisors don't make as much money as the drivers you know and that's a big thing in our company because delivery drivers they get tips and um, and that's that really helps as far as like the per wage per hour kind of thing and I had an argument with my stepfather-in-law because he was like supervisors have to make more than drivers. If they're running people, they have to make more than them. And Gage has got a comment. No, absolutely not. And so I was trying to explain to him, no, I want to see people that want to be successful. I need to see ambition. They have got to want to do something more than just be a driver. Because yes, they can make more money on the surface and in, in the interim, you know, the, the beginning, but what's their ceiling like? You know, and so for someone like you that went in there and says, listen, I will help manage people. I will run the, the operations. I will do this. And you right. knew you're getting paid less per hour when it really added up. But where does that take you? And then you created a, a higher ceiling for yourself because you were willing to sacrifice for that ambition and everything else. And so I think you have to look at that. And so, you know, there's a lot to that. And so when I look at people i first go what have they invested what have they invested because you and i talked to me like yeah. you know mike i want a store i want to go have you saved any money and you were like yeah and i'm like how much because what was i thinking i was thinking like okay so you've saved 78 dollars. <laughs> <laughs> i get it <laughs> by the look of your wardrobe maybe 82 dollars. <laughs> but you know i mean you know because it's hard to say hard to save money and um yeah it is and so, you know, and you have, you you had an opportunity where you got a little chunk of money and instead of going out there and being ridiculous with it, which, you know, almost everybody does, especially young people, because, you know, we're all idiots, you know, I'm barely figuring it out. I'm 54. Um, but, you know, you did. And so you've shown me a lot of components that I, I, I figured would make you a successful businessman. And so you compile that with the fact that you've invested so much of your time and energy in our company, as well as. Um, you know, we, our company is very pro employee getting to the next level. You know, that's like Eris and Liz and Charles and Angie and, you know, it's, um, yeah. So I hope that answers your question. It's like, well, I just didn't know if, if I ever came to you and I was just like, like a gauge came and I was like, I have a million dollars. I want to, I want to buy a store and it's just going to run. Like, would you look at it and be like. Nah, dude, I, we need somebody that's going to put some heart into it. Or and you just, and then you just like McDonald's style, like you take a percentage of his revenue. Yeah. Well, there's a big gap to our company and a company like that, you know, right, with the whole liquid yeah. assets and all that, that McDonald's requires. But 
which is funny because McDonald's is all about real estate. It's not necessarily about what they do for a living. I also watched The Founder. <laughs> I, ha- I actually haven't seen that, but I had I had done a lot of research before that movie came out about their structuring and what makes them successful and all that kind of stuff. And I I gotta love that stuff. The movie made me not eat McDonald's anymore. Really? really? Yeah. I still eat McDonald's. <laughs> you watched yeah. that movie? No, but I eat McDonald's okay. daily. Well, that's so. what I'm saying. If you watch the movie, you might not. Maybe we can watch the movie together, AJ. Be nice. Are you gonna Are you gonna have McDonald's there with us? <laughs> no, <laughs> but I I'll have popcorn and hold your hand. Maybe oh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna break through the front door dressed as Ronald McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and also to another part of that question you're talking about though is is it really like if Gage was come to me, I would have to really get to know Gage. I'd right. have to say, okay, where's your head at? And the one thing that my first question I ask anybody that says, I'd like to open a franchise, I always go, it's the same thing. Are you doing this as for a lifestyle or are you doing this for an investment? If you're doing it for an investment, I'm not interested. Because you're right. Like you've seen, like the place you took over here in Canby, it was like that. The guy was an in- investor. He hired some people, put them in there. And, you know, his heart is in it. I don't like to question that part of it. And nobody goes into business and going, yeah, I really hope that it just, like, you know, it really, you know, flops. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's difficult when you're not the driving force. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we've talked about that a lot recently, too. It's, it's just you have to be there. You have to be present. You have to continually push that rock continually. And so there's a lot more to it, a lot. And I, it's just like when people ask me about how do you find the right location, so many variables and so many little things that make a difference and um and then we go from there yeah so that's just cool. because i i was just always curious because like what what's going to happen if i like open up like you know I, I get to the point where five stores obviously my whole goal is to have maybe somebody that manages between all the stores or anything like that or the managers are really good but uh that's like so what is it like when i came down to five stores or would you <laughs> recommend me not to have five stores like type of thing like well because obviously your ultimate goal is to like make uh, i mean everyone's like and i hate to say like it's not a it's a lifestyle and an investment as well it's not Mm -hmm. just it's not just one or the other it's it's both it's a successful lifestyle that's what you're talking about yeah and so what at one point where it's like or it'd be like okay aj like you can't be at all these stores you can't be the runner of each bus here at these five locations don't you can't open up any like is there ever like a no to that or is it just be like okay well you got to do what you got to do. Like, fortunately, I've been around a lot of people that have breached that question, mm-hmm. um, and there's a lot of there's a lot of answers for that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I um, before this company, I worked in another company down in Sacramento, and um, there was a young kid that was 19. A couple of them. Then when I walked in and met them for the very first time in the office. I started was going to work at a store, and there's more to this backstory, but I ended up working as assistant manager in this company in this one store. And I walked into the back of this store, and my first introduction to these three knuckleheads was they were actually getting high in the office. And they all looked at me and go, hey, everything's done. Everything's done. <laughs> we got it all done. We're just waiting for orders. And somebody like me, I'm like, I, wh- I don't know how that has anything to do with what you're talking about, <laughs> you know? And like, because it wasn't as, as like it is now. We're talking 25 years ago. Right. You know? We're very and, illegal. And and so I started working with those guys. And um, two out of the three guys, one of them's due in Vegas, I think, um, is still in the industry. Um, and he's a great kid. Um 
but uh, the other two um, kind of got inspired, you know, and um, now the, out of there's like, you know, 70 stores in this chain, out of, I think they own five out of the top 10 stores in this chain. Wow. And uh, the top four stores, I believe, are theirs. Mm-hmm. So, and they always battle who's number one, who's number two, kind of, they go back and forth, but funny. they have, you know, they, they grew and they learned and they worked, God, they worked so hard, um, to get there. And, uh, and so it's funny that that's the thing is it just, it had to kind of grab them. Um, but they both have gone from a single store situation into a multiple store situation. And they've gone from the idea of like, the franchise has been great for them. God, I really wish I owned my own so I have to deal with this stuff too. Hmm. I really like the fact that it's a franchise and I don't yeah. have to deal with all that garbage. And all I have to do is get out there and work hard, yeah. you know? And so there's a lot to that, but there's advantages and disadvantages to both situations. Um, multi-store operations with a single owner situation, very, very possible. And uh, it is good when you can get yourself into that position. But the number one mistake that I've dealt with with all the people that have failed or have not been able to get up over that hump is lack of funds. Probably 90%, 95%. And it just comes down to people get comfortable with that amount of sales. Like you went from West Salem, which was rocking, yeah. and you go to Cam and you're like, oh my God, it is so slow here. Yeah. How do they do it? Oh Well, yeah, it's because I jumped from West Salem to then Kaiser and it was a total different. You're looking at like from a store that's doing 60, 70K to then that store was only doing like the 30, 40K. Like, so it was like a huge jump and I was like bored. I mean, mm-hmm. like totally, like, totally bored and so it's like you just gotta like jump and then you know we built we built up kaiser to what it is now and stuff like that so it's just yeah yeah and they they work really hard yeah you know i have to say that um mandy is uh <laughs> eric you don't do anything no, eric is a busy man and eric <laughs> eric does a lot it uh mandy is um she's put her heart and soul into that store and they really struggled in the beginning um, to get over the hump, but um, Mandy got it all put together, and uh, I have a lot of respect for her. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I just I will tell say every new franchise. It doesn't mean even matter the fact that I, I mean, I took over with it already going, but you still struggle no matter what. I mm-hmm. mean, everything you have to go through. I mean, I dealt with like you know a, a make line going down, the walking going down, stuff like that, to like having to pay for those types of things. To then now we have COVID prices and stuff like that. That's why I would like to say that like you know prices that we had in the beginning of the year have more likely doubled to what it is now and stuff like that. So it's, it's an ever changing landscape that yeah. you deal with. So it's and like, um, it's it's difficult at all times, but. You know, when we first sat down and talked about this, I talked to you a lot about the change and a lot about the evolution and a lot about, you know, um, how much you're going to have to learn. Because <laughs> yeah, on paper or on, you know, all that stuff doesn't make any sense. You, when you get in it, you feel it. Yeah. And then that's when you start really learning. And it takes, you know, after the first year, we'll sit down and talk about how much the this last year has been for you. Because you're changing. You're getting old. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. You're aging quickly. Yeah, I am. I can feel it. <laughs> the hairs. Yeah, I have gotten a couple gray hairs in here. Okay, like <laughs> I've, I've seen them. But no, that's like that's what you can say. I feel like people always look at being a franchise and everything like that, and it's like okay, you 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 don't have to like you're a business owner. You just have to do this. You just have to do that. And it's like, nah, I ha- I have to do all that plus more 
and then also worried plus mo plus mo plus mo <laughs> lot mo and then <laughs> lot mo <laughs> but again as being a, like i think on our tiktok uh charles talked about like the biggest thing is like stress stressed and having to worry about financially about things like as a manager you don't really have to worry financially about like oh are the bills going to get paid yeah exactly because you don't look at the bank account and stuff like that but now as an owner you you look at the bank account and you're like holy crap like and it goes fast it oh so fast it's like uh playing madden the difference between uh going from like player manager and owner yeah. going from like manager to owner because you're like yeah you're like i don't care about the salary cap and then you're like oh man i gotta sell these sodas because <laughs> yeah. i'm never gonna make it to the salary yeah. cap and that's <laughs> it's and it's like to to me it's like you can work more and more and more but how much like can you work at this point to save yourself the money because you right. also need employees i can't go and work seven days open to close and then not have not have my employees want to stick around stuff like that too. So right. it's like a weird like you have to play this like Jenga a little bit that you have to like you have to work enough where you're you're making sure that you're making money, but you also have to these employees that are here with you. You don't want them to be like, okay, hey dude, like I get you're the manager, but you get to work one day, okay? Like sorry, I can't afford you. Like it's a balance. It really is a big balance, and um, we've gone through some pretty big highs and some pretty big lows. You know, we opened up five stores in the first four years. Um, and really? I've worked wow. at a lot of locations where I've started from scratch. And so I'm not uncomfortable with that. It is a chore. It is, um, it's, it, you have to love it. And, uh, when you talked about, you know, like how do you do that and all that kind of stuff, it's, I don't think about time and, um, it, you just go, you just, you know, I was relentless. I was going to be successful regardless. And I was not going to let that stand in my way, but then you get through it and, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, um. It's a lot. I mean, it really is a lot, but you're doing very, very well. Um, and it's amazing how much you've grown just since you started. Nice. Um, and, uh, you, you know, it's we went through 2008, 2009 where the economy dumped. And I get it paid for two years, but I had to maintain all my employees. I still work and open to close every day. Still had a family, you know, still kind of had to trudge my way through. But you worry about them. Yeah. You know, like I worry about every franchisee in our company about even though I can't control their finances or I can control anything like that, I worry yeah. like, are you going to be okay? How are we doing? What's going on? Where are you at? You know, and I, every location and you get to be a part of their family. You get, uh, it's almost like you're, you're a really close relative and uh, it can be difficult, but what a luxury, right. you know, that's uh, that. So you have it on like a bigger scale. Sorry, Gage. Uh, I wasn't actually going to say anything. I was just setting up. Oh, it's You have it on a bigger scale. I look at every decision I make or anything like that. Is it going to jeopardize my 10 employees that I have? Mm -hmm. These people rely on me to pay them to make sure that they pay their bills. So every decision I make stresses me out no matter what because it's like, yeah. okay, I could screw this up and I could lose everything and then they lose everything. Right. You have it on a bigger scale, the fact that you have now seven franchisees and – any decision that you make could screw these seven franchisees, which also screws all what we probably have like a hundred plus employees in the company. So it's like you it's have crazy. To, yeah. yeah. So it's a lot, to, it's a lot to bear. That's for sure. Yeah. But like I said, it's a, it's a luxury to have that many people that you're tied to at that level. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really, um, it's, I'm pretty lucky in a lot of ways, but it is a lot. Um, 
but I wouldn't change it. I mean, I just, I'm looking forward to growing the company some more. You know, we're getting mm-hmm. ready to make a push and to get out there. The economy and the way things are happening, though, scares the heck out of me. But, right. you know, it is what it is. And maybe I'm just, um, you know, man, I'm, I'm a butterfly chaser. So, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's, I, w- I almost want to say it's like the recession, but like food recession. Like, it's, it's crazy right now. I've never, yeah. you know, nobody's seen it like this before. No. You know, not in my lifetime, no. not in, you know, definitely not in not any, mine. definitely not in any recent history of yeah. any, at any level. It's just different. But that's, again, the same thing that as a business owner. Yeah. Okay. What is it? Oh, it's Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you ever, what now? You ever worried like with like getting different products and everything like that, that we might not be able to ever get like specific products that we need, like a pepperoni or something like that, that like it's just too difficult to get. What's really funny is there's a lot of companies out there that do a lot of changing. You know, they go for the best price. They go for, you know, the kind of the product of the week. And right. they go the whole LTOs is a really fun word that a lot of the, you know, the, the reps use. LTO, the whole. Well, you can just put it up there for an LTO, you know, limited time offer. But I don't like that. I think that creates instability. And so I like to have the same product. So I worry about that more than maybe a lot of other, you know, companies do. And I'm generalizing, of course. But... Mm. Um, when you find somebody that likes something, you want to hold on to it. If you have a great product or a great, great pizza yeah. combination, you want to hold on to that. And the customers, well, you think about it. You can tell me where your favorite burger is, your favorite you know, Mexican dinner is, where your favorite Chinese restaurant is. And not just that, but the product that you get at that restaurant that was like, oh, my God, I've been looking forward to that for a week. Well, that's how people are in the pizza industry. It's like they look at like the power four, that garlic, pepperoni, and sausage, and oh, my God. I'd have people that will come away every week going, I can't wait to have this pizza. And it's weird. I'll tell you, that's what's really weird about it is when people come to you and go, oh, my God, you make a really good pizza. I've waited waited all week I am so flattered, but this scares you. You know, you're like, I just hope I don't ever screw it up. Yeah. Right. Um and so I think that when it comes to our products, what we have, I, it, it's hard to make any kind of change. And lately with the COVID thing, it has been difficult to maintain that. Yeah. I want to say that's probably like my biggest scare is being a, like, a, like a franchise owner or a business owner at some point. It's like in a flip, maybe we couldn't get boxes or something mm-hmm. like that. Or we couldn't get even flour or something like that. What if we just couldn't get these products and then we just done? You can't You can't make pizzas without flours. Or a flower, you can't. How are we gonna like give out pizzas yep. without boxes or anything like that? And that has probably been my biggest scare that it could just be one week we could be perfectly fine, and then the next week, screwed. So, yeah, you have to find ways. The you electrical just... trade is struggling really bad right now. Really? Oh yeah, getting parts. We like one of the most common boards that we use. We put in an order in September. We don't even have a ship date. Or estimated delivery date yet, and it's you know yeah. halfway through December. I mean, we're in some networking businesses, uh, ne- networking, you know, organizations, and I hear it across the board from everything from generators mm-hmm. to I mean, just across the board. Right. Automotive is getting their butts kicked right yeah. now too. And that just like that's my biggest worry is like, what if it comes and. My other thing is how were we able to get all these things? And, like, I get we just have, like, the ports and everything like that have gone down. But, like, and I get probably labor shortages because they, they had to cut things back and stuff like that. But how did we go from having, like, an overstock, I feel like, of a ton of things to then having nothing so fast? Like Because we had an overstock and we burnt through it. So as soon as that, that excess is well, you gone. Think about it. How many businesses in every community, how many people eat every single day, how, I mean, when you start adding all of that up, that's a lot of volume. Yeah. That's a lot of people doing a lot of things. But 
We're very fortunate. I mean, you think about we've been kind of struggling in the pizza industry, but not even close to what I've heard from a lot of other pizza yeah. mm. places. And that just comes down to great relationships. Yeah. You know, we have people that take care of us because we take care of them. Yeah. You know, and it it goes across the board. You take care of your employees. They take care of you. Take care of your community. Community takes care of you. Right. Suppliers, all those people. And so that's why we spend a lot of time and a lot of energy, you know, yeah. taking those relationships. So. Okay, I think I've talked a lot today. Yeah, let's 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 get off a bit a bit about the pizza a little bit. We do actually actually have a wacky pizza today. Yeah. Um, Gage, this was all you today. Yes, it was. So um, so give us why you thought of this and your idea of it, and then I'll explain what it is. Okay, so for some reason I was thinking about Olive Garden today, uh, and it was like right around the time where you guys were like, uh, "What pizza are we gonna do today?" And I was like, "Man, I would kill for some uh, Zuppa Toscana right now." And I was like, oh, my God, let's do Pizza Toscana, <laughs> <laughs> which sounds better every time I say it. But, uh, yeah, so uh, my let wife, her rip what'd you put on it. My wife is going to laugh when you get to a certain point. Explain what's on this pizza. <laughs> so this pizza is going to be – so he couldn't decide if we wanted to do a garlic bite sauce or a pesto. So we just stuck with a pesto sauce. Good idea. Um, and that was then his it's, idea. It's kale. Bad idea. Sausage. <laughs> And uh, are like chopped up JoJo's and then mozzarella cheese as well. So that is our, our Back goal. Back that up. It's called Mojo's. <laughs> I was right. so confused right. when he called them JoJo or JoJo's the other day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's because when people are like, what are Mojo's? Like, they're just JoJo's. Like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, hey, actually, I want to ask... <laughs> What in prime time? What were your mojos called back then, or did you even have mojos? We didn't. No. Wow. Oh. No. I, you know, it's it. We started pretty simple: cheesy garlic bread, which is our signature product in a lot of ways. Um, and then we had salad, and we had a buffalo wing choice, which was the wings of fire from Tyson, mm-hmm. which were great. That's pretty much it. Wow. And you know, we've added chicken strips, we've added boneless wings, we've added right. a variety of sauces for our wings now. Uh, mojos with meatballs. That was jalapeno m- poppers. Mm-hmm. Yep, those. Yeah, we call them potato poppers. Yummy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Delicious. So, Gage, give us a thing on your soup pizza. <laughs> it it tastes like the soup. Really? Does I it love really? It so much. <laughs> Does it really taste like the soup? Okay, I don't. I don't mind the kale. I can't stand kale. <laughs> if it's green, <laughs> and it's not a lime. <laughs> And you guys have such good sausage, so it really sells it. <sighs> Oof. I don't know. I give it, it about. Can, a, I could. I could eat it. I give it about a five. It can go without the kale. It could. It could. Maybe spinach like would be a little bit better because it's not as crunchy. Like. Oh, that's kind of. That'd be maybe. That would be pretty good. It does sound like I'm chewing a salad right now. It does. Yeah. It tastes like it. But it tastes. It's good. I love our pesto sauce. So. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. I think what I would probably add to do this pizza to probably make it better for me is I think a spinach instead of kale would be a good move. I think a little bit more garlic would be good. So even though you're using a pesto, I wouldn't mind having fresh garlic over the top. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the sausage. I think the mojos is kind of an interesting add. Um. So it's he not said bad. Potato, so yeah, I know. Yeah, because it has. To, it's supposed to be um, sausage, yeah, but, kale, and potatoes. Yeah, but see, these the the mojos aren't like you know like mashed potatoes. They're like that. I mean, they're spongy in a way. They're like clouds. Versus yeah. these have got that Christmas to it, crisp, crisp, crispness to it. Right. 
And so, I don't know. Interesting, well, I, though. Not, a bad, not use, a bad start, though. Right. I figured use the Mojos because, you know, when people are eating a pizza, you know, when you get, like, a nice, like, pepperoni pizza and some of the, the slices are crunchy. Yeah. You just don't want it soggy. That's why I was just like, those Mojos would be perfect on it. Yo, it, I actually like it a lot, low-key. Like, like, once you get past the crunchiness of the kale... Mm-hmm. And I agree. Add good. like a little garlic. Yeah, if we it might just garlic, be. A, that might be a banging pizza. Even yeah. if we like sprinkled some feta, I really like feta. So. Oh, I, I'm addicted to feta. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think that what you should do first is start with uh, switching the spinach for the kale, and I think that you add a little fresh garlic, and um, I would see how that took you. And I think a couple of the items is like that garlic ranch, the uh, you know our our Ooh. garlic white sauce may do justice with pesto. So mix those two sauces. And so I would maybe try with the, the mix. Well, no, I don't because I don't want to do that. So I'd say just go fresh garlic. <laughs> so, Can you please mix the white garlic sauce <laughs> with the pesto sauce and then add the barbecue sauce over the top? Ma'am, it is <laughs> 7 o'clock on a Saturday. We're swamped. No, this is not happening. In one word, that, no. That reminds me. I've had one, um, one pizza that was a $40 pizza. <laughs> Just by itself. Because I want to say it was like 15 toppings. Like, probably not that much. Dog pile. It was basically, because he goes, I want a garbage pizza. And Mm. I go, what? He goes, a garbage pizza. Just no fungus, tomatoes, and fish. I was like, what is a garbage pizza? He goes, everything you have except for mushrooms, tomatoes, and any fish. And it works with that concept of combination because a lot of people think like a combination is like nine toppings. Well, it's nine toppings. It's not. It's a combination of nine toppings. And so you get a different right. flavors that blend throughout the pizza. That's what makes it combo a combo. That's where that came from. And so um, when it comes to we used to call it the dog pile. And uh, it's because it just, you know, was great. So it's like, oh, right. yeah, dog pile. And so yeah. you just put a combination of everything on there, minus one or two of the toppings, like the anchovies or like feta, some people, you know. Yeah. But How dare you? Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> I love feta. So. I, I put, I sprinkled feta on those uh, Hertz Twice wings that I made mm-hmm. uh, yesterday, which is yeah. all over it. And then like, yeah, cut it off the bone, dipped it in ranch. So good. Yeah, I... Uh, I didn't think I liked feta because it smells like baby's diapers. <laughs> it's got a smell. <laughs> <laughs> and I've I, smelled some pretty bad things, but feta, it just smells like baby's diapers. I, so the Tansporn owner, uh, Nick, one time when I was shredding feta, and I didn't know what it was like sitting because it would sit in some brine. I was like, what is this? He goes, oh, dude, it just sits in goat piss. I'm like, <laughs> no, it doesn't, dude. <laughs> He had me convinced, I want to say, for, like, three months. And so I was, like, sitting there putting gloves on and, like, trying to, like, like barely touch it because I thought it was actually sitting in goat pee. And then one time I said it, because he was the manager and I was the assistant manager at the time. And I said it to, the, like, Wayne, our franchise. He goes, it doesn't sit in goat pee. And I'm like, yes, it does. That's what Nick said. And Wayne just starts all dying. He I've goes, been crying. Yeah, he starts dying. He's like, no, it's That's not. And he's like, you're so just an funny. idiot. Like, That's so I funny. believed it for like three months. See, and this evolved into a franchisee in our company. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, yeah. We have a bunch of things that you pull on new employees all the time. I think it's great. You know, I mean, that's one thing about our company is um, we're very Calico, um, mm. and we come from a lot of different places and in a lot of different situations. Um, just It's just full of good people. You so, know, 
But we need to get into sports. Wait. Well, here. I'm going to run down what oh, we're drinking. Beers. Um, uh, Gage has already got 12 in. Oh, no. <laughs> Jesus. Um, Gage brought the pecan pie porter from... Yeah. Uh, Backwoods. Yeah. Carson, Washington. Yep, it's really good. And then Stout. I got a Mazama. They brought us a sample. So I'm trying to Mazama. It's smooth. It's okay. uh yeah, it's uh it's very smooth. I like them a little heavier, a little harder hitting. I like the can. Um, you know, a little bit uh, like a yeah. fork and a knife kind of beer, but uh, but it is smooth and it's very easy to drink. And I, I I brought some Mo Juicy a Hazy IPA all the way from my back seat. Oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> He's I like, br- I, br- I didn't bring any beer, and I'm like, hey, we got some great great porter, great stout. He's like, do you have any Mo beer in your car? Yes. Yeah. All right. Cool. It can we can chill it really fast. <laughs> yeah. So when I deliver him three six packs for a case, he'll understand why. <laughs> <laughs> but no, actually, and we got new beers coming out too. We okay. got we they're brewing um, another of the the same one the Mo Hazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've got to have, um, we're going to have a, a, a refreshing summer one yeah. that is going to be really light and uh, citrusy, a little lemon. So we're going to do lemon squeezy, easy peasy kind of thing. And then um, what, and do you know what colors we're coming in be? with a stout. Well, the next one is going to be, and you can talk about that whenever you'd like to, but it's going to be a lymphome, uh, lymphatic, it's going to represent lymphatic cancer, so it'll be green. It's kind of a lime green, and then then we're going to do a stout, and uh, that's going to be it's going to represent um, skin cancer, which will be black, and uh, so it'll be like a black. It'll probably be a gray can with yeah. black and white digital print, like because you know we do the digital on our cans to, and so it'll have that same look. But yeah, that's awesome. That's going to be my stout. That's going to be mine. It's going to nice. be a a. Uh, uh, dark chocolate raspberry stout. Papa Bear stout. Oof, duh, oof. <laughs> Mike is only getting it because he wants it. He's like, I just want a stout. Yeah. Please. <laughs> because he asked, he goes, I think, <laughs> he's like, I think we should do a stout. And every friend is like, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's also timing. I think, I think about half, and it's about 50 50 in the company. I think people would love to do a stout, but they want to make sure it's during stout season that comes out. Yeah. And so maybe in October, maybe late October is when the stout would come out and we I carry it this. through till February. Stout season. Yeah, uh, we, we need to like set up like a yearly thing of what we're going to We're working on that. I think the thing is, is it's new for us. And again, it's that, it's that whole like making something successful, yeah. getting that rock moving. Now people are getting more and more comfortable with the fact that our beer is actually good because Sandy and Brewing, shout out to them. Um, they do a fantastic job. And so um, now that this is our second beer, we're going or third beer actually, now we're going to be going our fourth and fifth beer. And we'll have a multiple choices in the stores more often of just good quality beer. So it's not just a novelty. Yeah, so I think that uh, should be good. You know what would be an awesome T-shirt? Like that you guys is like. I'm going to have to buy a T-shirt company. You're going to have to. With all the shirts that we can have made. Oh, yeah. Like uh, like your your stout can, once you have the design and everything, like basically sitting in snow and there's snow like like falling and then the shirt says it's stout season. That would be. You know, I would buy Mike that. Mike really wants or, uh, to get even into a the merchandise actually. idea. Okay, Mike yeah. really does want to buy a T-shirt company. No, at this point. no, <laughs> no, no. First off, he has to make my baseballs for the high schoolers. Okay. Hey, yeah. Well, we're still trying to find some other trying stuff. Trying to make yeah. baseballs. Remember, we were gonna like sew the baseball, like get them stitched and everything like that to be like the oddmost player of the week. Oh yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah, they are pretty sick. It's just I, I haven't got them yet. So. Mm. Crack, crack, <laughs> but we, need to, we need to get into sports, okay? Yeah, absolutely. So, so right, right before we get into that, 
just real quick, the the uh, the pick'em scores is. AJ one twenty eight, Mike one twenty seven, Zach one twenty five, and me one twenty four. So okay, uh, the and first wait, wait, the Thursday <laughs> champion. What? Wait, there's still so much time left for this week. AJ. <sighs> yeah, I'm right. I'm one behind you, right there. Remember when I, you were last? I was way. I was. I wasn't just last. I was last. Yeah, I mean with like. Yeah. Like like a T and then somehow like a couple Z's at the end. Lass. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was in the constellation bracket when the gun went off to start this damn thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No, but so let's review a little bit. So not la or last week we didn't have a podcast, but the week before we went to the Seahawks game. Oh. We had a great time. Jeez. I I I I wore I wore I wore Seahawks gear or well Seattle gear just so I didn't get like jumped or anything like that in the fans because I didn't want them to think I was 49ers fans. So you want to get jumped? You take the Bart and you go in and watch a Raider game with a Rams jersey on. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's a, during the Rams game. Yeah, thankfully there was three very large people in about eight rows up from me <laughs> that had three jerseys on as well. Oh, so all I had thrown at me were pennies. I had water, beer. Um, so I did okay, but I was smart though. When I took off my Rams jersey, this is way back in the day. Right. I had my Jerome Bettis, you know, jersey. Uh, okay. I still have it. So um, nice. It's, it's a little ratty like right now. It's pretty ratty. What? It still like, smell like beer? No. Have no. a couple of pennies in it. Wash it, AJ. <laughs> and so, um, but yeah, I had a shirt underneath. So when the game was over, I took the Rams jersey off and sat there for about a half an hour before I went out there and got on the Bart <laughs> to go back down in my car. Oh, good call. That, the Bart is Bay Area Transit, right? You know, yeah, you would have got jumped. I was. Oh God, yeah, I was. Oh, when yeah. I went into it, I was wearing it, and I had three people between me getting on the Bart to getting into the stadium that like really confronted me, like nose to nose. Do you realize where you're at? And I'm like, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go watch the Raiders win. <laughs> <laughs> I was like right. Uh, I was like six rows off the field, so when they were when uh, so when they went in for halftime, I was screaming, "AP, AP, I love you, AP!" And then he like he like takes his helmet off, and he's like he's like looks up at me, and he's like staring, and then everyone around me like, Whoa! and I'm like, "He's a legend! He's a legend!" <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry you couldn't go. Those are great moments. I've had oh. a, a variety of those kinds of moments over the years. And to be in that situation, it's so electric. Oh, my God. You know what I did love, though, about going to the game? And I love about going to every stadium. When you pay $10 a beer every single time. I love it. Mm. <laughs> I love it every single time. I got to teach you how to work that system, right? Just so you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We were getting free beers. Outside. <laughs> what? What? I was... <laughs> I was paying $20 every single time for me and my girlfriend to uh, beers. Oh, God. I feel like AJ just got convinced about the goat piss again. <laughs> <laughs> because look on AJ's face and look on Gage's face. Oh, God. That's like a snapshot in time I'm never going to get rid of. Yeah. No, we weren't getting free beers. Oh, <laughs> I, know, I, just, like, I was just staring at you with like my mouth open. Just like, you're yeah. fucking with me, but it never came. <laughs> No, it um to go to go somewhere to go yeah no kidding <laughs> to go uh, li- to anything live 
is is just it's just amazing. Yeah. It doesn't matter really what it is, yeah. whether it's concert or a game or anything. Electricity in those places is just great. Oh yeah, just great. So, yeah. So football. Yeah. No football. So how this last week went? Like, I mean, the Eagles had a bye, so I didn't have to worry about it. Um, the Seahawks won again. Mm-hmm. It was the Texans, so I'd, I would hope so. Yeah, I mean, I was. I, I thought the first half was a little close uh, for my taste, but I mean, there it was like the Jets uh, Saints game. Yeah. And once the second half started, the game was immediately over. Yeah, I don't think there was any crazy upsets except for the fact that I mean, the Browns beat the Ravens, but yeah, Lamar Jackson went down with yeah. an ankle injury. So. The Ravens are like the most, like, and the Browns still barely won. Yeah, uh, yeah, they look good though. Yeah, well, the, yeah, the Ravens came back in garbage time, but for yeah. a second there, I was like. The Browns aren't scoring, and they're really letting the Ravens catch up right now. Yeah. What in the Ken Norton Jr. is happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> what else? Was there any other? Uh, oh, oh, the 49ers beat the Bengals and stuff like that. So that right. was, that was a bit surprising. But the 49ers have been on a tear. So except for when they went to Seattle, they had a few, a few mishaps. Dude, they're a quarterback away from being, you know, Top oh, yeah. three best teams in the NFL. Yeah, if Jimmy G could stay like his full consistency, he's just like, so bad. Yeah, he ha- he has to have a run game. If he does not have the run game, then he's screwed. When he has to, is forced to pass thirty times a game, he gets screwed. So, I mean, that game, if Jimmy G was like even like a little bit better than he is, that game would have been probably twenty eight to three at halftime. And the 49ers wouldn't have had yeah. to even score in the second half. Yeah. But it went into overtime. Yeah. How? You guys got like three turnovers in the first half and then couldn't convert anything. Yeah, could, just couldn't do anything. Well, and and the, during the Seahawks game, he threw a pick right to Bobby Wagner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, was it, like, was, it literally looked like he was trying to throw it to Bobby Wagner. It was a Christmas present. Yeah. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Happy yeah. Thanksgiving. Happy New Year. The other ones I liked is uh, Tampa Bay at Buffalo. That was a really that good one game. I thought was going to be a blowout, yeah. and uh, really, yeah, the Buffalo quarterback came out and balled in the second half. Hundred yards rushing, two hundred and ninety yards passing, and it was all in the second half, pretty much. Yeah, well, uh, and Josh Allen lit it up and well, just yeah, he's come been, up short like he that. Has been having bad weeks lately, so I mean, yeah, uh, against what New England, uh, Mac Jones had to throw three times total the whole game. Like, mm. Well, you think about that, though. It's, it's <laughs> so, like when Tampa Bay made their run last year. So, like you know, and I think that, that this week was significant for the Bills. I think this is the week they turned it around. Even though they lost, I think that they finally have realized their backs are up against the wall, so let's see what they can do. Because everybody knows that watches sports. It's like it's right. all about momentum, timing. When do you get on that run? You know, Tampa Bay struggled the first half of last year. And they went on a run, yeah. And then just took it all the way to win the Super Bowl. So, so who knows? It's, it's, um, see if I pick the Bills this week. I don't know. Yeah. But, but then Rams in Arizona. Rams wow. dominated that game. I'm actually all the way mad. through, but barely won. Yeah. Well, DeAndre Hopkins is also going to be out for the rest of the regular season. With the really? Yeah. Oh, he's so good. Yeah. But he should be there for playoffs, I would assume, because they just had regular season. Mm. So, but wait, so. I just want to remind you guys that Arizona was my dark horse, and they are nine and three. 
So. Oh, yeah. hey, I just remember everyone that uh, I picked the Colts to be one of my dark horses, which was, yeah, Jonathan Taylor is going to be the MVP this year. Well, I just I was talking about the fact that Carson Wentz was going to be your comeback player of the year, but you said he's going to be the MVP. I will say right now much, he's going to yeah. be comeback player of the year, but that's still saying something. Yeah. Who is your dark horse, Mike? My dark horse? Yeah. I don't know. I, I no, I, I remember. Do you remember? Of course Ray you J? do. You remember that Zach <laughs> likes salt. <laughs> <laughs> He talks about it every Wednesday. <laughs> he talks about how much he likes salt. <laughs> salt could totally Is beat it? pepper. <laughs> oh, my god! You goodness. shut your mouth. It could never beat pepper. I like a pepper. I'm not a salt person. I love pepper. Uh, uh, who's the dark horse that are engaged? Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> he almost spit his beard. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you are right. <laughs> I did say that, although... Big Ben's going to come back. Big Ben's I thought gonna he was going to have a solid year. He's done. I thought he was, too, but... He's done. At least a decent year. Oh, he's, he's, oh done. he's done. He was even talking about that he's thrown the ball like a million times and his shoulder's done, basically. It, yeah, it already came out that he was retiring at the end of the season. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, we should probably rush through this. Yeah, anyway. We should, get, we should get through our pickups. Do you want me to go through the list real quick? Let's get our pickups. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's do All this. right, uh, we will save the Seattle and Rams game for the last because I don't even think that I could convince my heart to go with Seattle in this game. <laughs> yeah. but that's all right. So we'll start with Thursday night. You got Kansas City at the L.A. Clippers. 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 God, that looked really good. Yeah, they did. But you know what? Because here's the thing. They're inconsistent. They lose to teams that they shouldn't. And they should lose this game, I but think, I, they're going to win. What? I'm going to go Clippers. Yeah. You know what's funny is you could have said that for both teams. So now. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. True. KC, but KC put up a lot of points. But if you look at their record, if you look at all the everything that's involved, Kansas City is not doing as well as they look. Right. Their defense is carrying them that usually. Herbert looks like a Yeah, Herbert's number three, number three for MVP race right now. Really? Yep. Yeah, wow. I think it's like I think it's Aaron or, Aaron or Tom, mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor, and Herbert. Yeah, the three right there. That's four. I I didn't remember if it's Aaron or Tom was the number. Oh, one. Aaron or Tom. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Probably Aaron. Yeah. Vegas or Cleveland. Vegas. This is a tough call. It's gonna be Vegas. Um, I'm gonna say. God, that's so hard because it's the second half of the season, so I can't. I don't know if I should say Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not. Their record's too good for the second half to be an issue. It's going to because be, if they were only two and nine, they would play great in the second half. Right, but they're right. six and seven. Is it in which means that Vegas? they're sniffing the playoffs? No, it's in Cleveland. It's in Cleveland. Dog pound. Dog pound. Dog pound. We don't have sound buttons here, so you got to do it on cue. <laughs> God, I'm gonna go Browns, and I'm gonna regret it. Nope, I'm going Browns too. All right. Well, I guess uh, <coughs> you guys suck. You see, know why? See you at the bottom with me because they're at the dog pound. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I just, you know, we get we'll get worse on that. I'm what? sure <laughs> we're gonna seriously get worse on that. Um, what? New England at Indianapolis, Indy, 100. percent mm. <laughs> I'm 100. I'm confident in this one. You're gonna get crushed. <laughs> <laughs> what? New England. What? New England. What? You're gonna get crushed. What? <laughs> 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 I feel like Cameron's going to get thrown under the bus here. He's up there with uh. four or five buttons. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Pushing all the sound effects. Nope, nope. That's just these knuckleheads. Um, 
I'm going to go with Indy. I don't think that's a bad pick. No. I mean, they're probably going to win. No. Let me see who's favored. Indy's coming off a bye. Nope, nope. New England's favored by 12 points. By 12? 12? Sorry, that was a ghost pick comp kick. <laughs> By 12 points? No, Andy's favorite by three and a half. I just oh, wanted okay. to see that oh face again. God. I can't see that face enough. I just I could yeah, do this both, all day long for that us. face. I was about to go put oh. three grand on the fact that the Colts were going to cover the 12 points. Like you literally had horns like explode out of your head. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was yeah. like, Indy's not favored by like three? Because that's what I would have guessed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But that was fun. Um, <laughs> Carolina at Buffalo. Oh, Buffalo. Uh, Carolina's yeah. garbage, dude. Yeah, Buffalo. I think it worse with Cam. Yeah, they did. <laughs> well, yeah, no comment. Next. So you're, you're going? Buff, yeah. Okay, just check. Just got to be, you know, confirm it. Um, has Zaxxon in his picks yet? No, he's in Jamaica having a great time. I don't care. I, I it miss It takes that. two hours per text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, New York Jets at Miami. Miami. Oof. No, I'm going Miami. <laughs> you doing it for you doing it for Zach? Zach, J E T S. This one's for you. <laughs> J E T S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Are you seriously picking the Jets? I'm going for the Jets, dude. I'm no already in last. Way. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> I'm mad at you. Right you know now. what? <laughs> hey, it's a really pretty green. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so we got Washington at Philadelphia. The Jet could definitely beat a Dolphin. <laughs> 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 Jets don't do well underwaters. An eagle could totally take <laughs> out a football team. Uh, I'm actually only reason I'm doing this is because the Washington football team has like 19 people on the COVID list. Eagles. <laughs> oh, I would have gone Eagles anyway. Uh, yeah, I think it's only because of the COVID thing. Yeah, I'm going Eagles. Don't you think they'll be off the COVID list by Sunday? No, that's like who the people are out. There's like 19 of them out. Not but, like that much, but there's still like like nine people out. Yeah, but I thought it was only like a little while. Or was it because they weren't vaccinated or something? Because usually if they're not vaccinated, it's 10 days. But if they are vaccinated, it's not. They just yeah, have to get Yeah, 10 days two... came out like today. Like So they're not going to be like okay. playing Sunday. Here, think about it like this. Well, Maybe they do play, but it's literally like a virus yeah, that tired, attacks yeah. your lungs. That's going to be yeah. nine tired people. And they'll be in Philly. It'll be snowing. And and you have to make sure you have two negative tests before the game. So okay. True. All right. So, like, you have, like, negative picks. So you're going Washington football? I'm going Philly. No. No. I th- oh, he's going Philly, too. I'm going Philly. He's kind of changed his thing. Wow. Yeah. I don't know, he was always about, like, I'm going to go against Philly because I don't want to jinx I him. literally just no? said because it was because of the COVID. He has started the trajectory that is going to kill Philadelphia. I hope you're happy. I, I hope you're just over there going, you know what? I picked them I'm against the this. Jets. I picked them against the Jets. Yeah, there's a reason why you don't gamble anymore. Yeah, there is. <laughs> <laughs> lost it all. <laughs> I've lost everything. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I, lost, I lost my family. <laughs> yeah, family left back in 2022. <laughs> I bet everything on the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Arizona at Detroit. Ooh, lines looking Detroit, pretty good one, right there. Detroit, one, one, and one. A lion could totally eat a cardinal. <laughs> uh, Did you mean one, one, and 11? Well, they're one, 11, and one. One, 11. Oh, Remember, they oh got gosh, that tie. Yes. Uh, I'm going cardinals no matter what. I was so mad because I picked the lines that week, and they should have won. Mm-hmm. Um, I did, too. <clears throat> really? Yeah. 
I'm definitely going Cardinals. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I blame you for that pick. Uh, Arizona and Cardinals. Uh, Arizona, Detroit. I'm gonna go Arizona. Yeah, I would hope you would. Then. Which are the Cardinals? It's safe. Yeah. It's and who thought a Cardinal could beat a Lion? But yeah. it's going to happen. So, Dallas Cowboys or the New York Football Giants? Cowboys. A Cowboy could totally tangle up a Giant. <laughs> no, it can't. They <laughs> <laughs> uh, do those circle things God. with their arms. You know what? I, <laughs> I think the Giants are going to surprise them, even though it makes no sense the Giants would even be in that game. And Dallas is favored by ten and a half. That changes me. <laughs> I'm going to go Dallas. NF- so, NFC so, East is like real competitive. Thing. Here's my thing. I just for whatever reason against each other. I mean, yeah, whatever I, reason. New York Giants are just staring at me right now, going, "Why won't you pick me?" I would take the Giants at ten and a half, but I'm picking the Cowboys to win. They'll probably win by three, but that's it. No, okay, all right. Well, that's don't bet, please. Um, Tennessee. <laughs> this this. Podcast is sponsored by <laughs> this podcast. Gamblers is Anonymous. Gambling Anonymous. If you have a problem, please call one eight hundred. Don't ask AJ. Um, okay, we got Tennessee at Pittsburgh. Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. Pittsburgh's okay. Got it. Got it. We're o- the only all ten I see. Oh <laughs> wow! Houston at Jacksonville. Oof. Finally, something to calm you guys down. <laughs> a bull could definitely be a jaguar. <laughs> but both, a jaguar could outrun a bull. Yeah, they're both 2-11. and 11. I'm going Jacksonville. Since you really? Guys are, since you guys are stalling. Oh, you're going Houston then? Um, yeah, I think so. <laughs> Let me know whenever you have a chance. I'm going to go Houston. Yeah, me too. Are you? Yeah. Are you? Yeah. They are? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> go Jags. Um, Cincinnati at Denver. Big game. Big game. Yeah, huge. Huge. I'm going Bengals. Yeah, it's got to be the Bengals still. Denver's favored by two and a half. But I'm going Bengals too. Yeah. Atlanta at San Francisco. Oh, man. This is actually kind of a tough game. I think San Francisco is going to win, though. Uh, I got San Francisco no, as well. I... No, I think after that big win that they had, they're going to have a slump this game. I think it's going to be Falcons this this week. Wait, really? Yeah. You know the really? Niners are favored by nine. Nine? No. no He's think, got Atlanta. Can't go backwards. I think Cordell Patterson's going to ball all over. I hope so. I need it. Yeah. It's okay. playoffs now for fantasy. All so. right. So we got uh, AJ's got Atlanta, and uh, the smart ones have San Francisco. Oof. Green Bay just, at just, Baltimore. Just. Green Bay. Yeah, easy. Yeah. Yep. Even if Lamar Jackson came back. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Baltimore, they're, they may not make the playoffs. And that is a bold call when they're 8-5. and five. Right. Yeah. Uh, New Orleans at Tampa Bay. Ooh. Tampa Bay. Is it the Monday Tampa night game Bay. or no? Tom- Sunday. 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 Sunday night game. Who again? Bay. It's Tampa Bay at New England again? Yep. New That's Orleans what happens at, when they're divisional rivals. At Tampa Bay. And I would have thought I'm that would have been like more of like the last game of the season type. Yeah, I got Tampa That's Bay a good as well. Point, yeah. So we got Tampa Bay over here. What do you got there? They're not divisional rivals, aren't they? No, and or Tampa Bay is an NFC, and so are the Saints. He said New England Patriots. No, it's New Orleans at Tampa Bay. Are you? That's okay. The Patriots are playing. You already picked the Patriots you, to lose to Indianapolis. That's okay. Are you, are you huffing <laughs> tomato sauce over there? I swear <laughs> you said the Patriots. I swear you said. You know the what? Pa- that that's the effect of kale 
on pizza. Yeah. <laughs> that right there okay. is what happens when you okay. put kale on pizza. You know what? You're right. I'll it's, take that one. Uh, uh, it's Tampa Bay. Tyson okay. Hill's garbage. Okay. I we will got kill you. Minute. We <laughs> we are going to go with the Monday night game now. Well, no, let's go back up here. We'll go to the Seattle at L.A. Rams. A ram could totally take out a Seahawk. Oh. That little seabird. Rams are Rams are only favored by six. Rams are winning that really? game. Really? That's it? All right. I'm going Rams. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I think it'll be close because the Rams keeping it close. I, I You're definitely playing with your heart right now, Mike, aren't you? Yeah. My heart is yeah, because the, turmoil. Yeah. Because the Seahawks are going to find a way to win somehow and know. then ruin again another draft position. <laughs> because the Rams looked perfect. No penalties. No turnovers. Mm. They played exceptional ball. Which the Seahawks haven't done since 2008. Yeah. Wow. That is, that is not nice. I'm not even gonna look at you anymore. Hey, tell <laughs> hey. me, tell me that we don't get at least two holds a game. <laughs> hey, not paying attention. You know what I just realized? We talk in the mics. <laughs> yeah. And your name's Mike. I quit. The, okay. I quit so, the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. That's pretty different. Funny. Different Mike, but uh, uh, well, you talk about Gage and Gage all yeah. the time. I'm not a tool. <laughs> I was gonna say, when you make a mistake at work, they do. Do they decide to go with a different gauge? <laughs> Drive my van off a bridge. Okay, here we go. Minnesota at Chicago. God, why? You know, this is the kind of Minnesota. Yeah. All right, thanks for listening. <laughs> I'm just, oh, wait, your picks too. Minnesota oh. at Chicago. Yeah, we're yeah, he's like, I gotta get out of here. Chop liver. Nah, dude, that's Minnesota for sure. Yeah, we all got Minnesota. Yeah. Um, Alrighty. This well, is a. Uh, my throat's sore from talking so much. I'm sure it's not just that. <laughs> bet, bet. Hey, Cam, let's get us out of here, <laughs> all right? <laughs> a three wins the series. It's Lord. He got the shot off. Lord got it.